Hi, I'm Bob Mould, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning to you. Yes, you, my dear listener, my dear friend who always keeps your radio tuned to WMNF Tampa and at WMNF.org, the best darn radio station in the best darn nation and the only station that the replicants listen to at Tannhauser Gate. My motto is, if anything is worth doing, it's worth doing to excess. And in the alternate reality that is radio, there is nothing that I enjoy doing more than AMA Monday, the Ask Me Anything component of the Healthy Steps radio show. And, sure as the world, to my great joy today is Ask Me Anything Monday. So you, yes you, you get to drive this show. You get to pick the direction in which we go. Everybody has some medical question or concern for themselves or a loved one or a friend, but no one has ever had their question answered by just thinking about it. You have to ask it. Or, as the joke goes, everyone who believes in telekinesis, raise my hand. So, you know (laughs) what to do. If you have any medical concerns or questions, give us a call at 813-239-9663, or you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. AMA Monday is always a great day, so I'm going to stop my yammering and set you loose. What have you got for us today, Dr. Fred? Well, good morning and happy Monday to all. Thank you for that driving introduction. We had some driving rain this morning when I awakened. Yeah, it was cool overnight. I love that sound. Yes, yes, so much. Um, So needed, too. My trees are just screaming joy because we put a bunch of trees in the ground in the past couple weeks. Uh, Just put uh, a jackfruit and another mango in, and uh, my forest is getting bigger. It's exciting. So today, um, just want to hit on some interesting little news items that came up. Um, you know, modern medicine is just fantastic. Um, while we're looking at ways to reduce toxicity and clean up systems in functional medicine, on the other end of the scale, where people have terminal, horrible illnesses, medicine advances uh, rather steadily. A very interesting uh, turnabout has occurred in some cancer therapy. Nobody wants to hear the word melanoma associated with their or their loved one's lives. Not a happy diagnosis. Um, And quite often, even with adequate initial therapy, that sucker escapes and you get metastasis. And so after that has occurred, it's really difficult to treat. But... um, the uh there's a new um uh, this is stepping into some interesting areas how about personalized vaccines so um moderna well known for its mrna technology has actually figured out a way to make a tailored melanoma vaccine 
when combined with another drug called Keytruda, which keys up the immune system so it gets really aggressive and actually has some complications of creating autoaggressive disease while it's taking care of the cancer, it's still amazing. 44% reduction in death or recurrence of advanced melanoma. This is amazing. There is a really good opening here for the potential use of these new vaccines. Um, and in this sense, they're using um, uh, um, a different approach. Now, this is the way mRNA vaccines uh, or, or treatments, I should say, they're not really vaccines. They're mRNA genetic modifications. And they're, they, don't, they're not, they don't act like a vaccine, but they convince your body to do something um, in the immune world that's like a vaccine would do. However, in this case, and this is the way these mRNAs have been used for years, they are targeted to a specific cancer. I think I've mentioned before that there's a fascinating uh, immunotherapy that uses a lab-derived antibody to which a, uh, a radioactive uh, molecule has been attached. And this antibody is directed at a specific lymphoma. When it goes into the body, it doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't take the radiation anywhere else in the body. It goes directly to this lymphoma and attaches itself there. And the radiation concentrates there and kills the lymphoma. I have watched people be cured in three weeks of advanced um, lymphoma. And so now we're seeing new purposing for this. They've been trying for this for years, but they finally got one that appears to meet with the uh, aberrant, the the uh, irregular genetics that occur in a prostate cancer. And so they're targeting the abnormal genetics, the abnormal expression of the body inside that cancer rather than anything else. So it's going directly to this cancer. And that's really fascinating. So I think this is a great move forward uh, because we can use vaccine technology, or I should say, again, not vaccines, but mRNA technology that enhances the immune system and its ability to attack a specific cancer or illness. But um, it's not a vaccine. <laughs> um, so they are hard. These vaccines or whatever, these mRNA experiments are hard to obtain because they're brand new. This is actually in second phase of trial. It's not gone to the third phase, but that's pretty good for a second phase uh, of the trial. We should be looking for this to actually uh, show up um, more frequently as we go forward. And uh, I'm really excited about these developments. Here's one, though, that's got me a little um, bothered. I start this one off with what could go wrong? What could go wrong? That's the question. So the 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 new headline is male contraception could be edging closer thanks to a new genetic discovery. And here's the concept. Targeting a gene needed for healthy sperm production could be the answer. Okay? We have this novel gene therapy that um actually begins to alter our ability to reproduce. That doesn't sound very good. Here's the article from Nature Communications, ARRDC5, that's the gene. Expression is conserved in mammalian testes and required for normal sperm morphogenesis. They're talking about attacking this gene. And it causes no sperm production what could go wrong i ask 
do we really want to risk sterilizing the entire male population? I'm not sure what this drug is or what, what, what they're looking at here, but they figured out a way they can stop male fertility. This is a toxin. If they decide they're going to produce it, this is a toxin we don't ever need to produce. We have enough petrochemical toxins on the planet that already interfere. We already have a, a huge reduction in male sperm production because of the toxicity. So why would we be considering making it worse? Is this genocide or what? Um, just a question. Just like to throw it out there. I'd also like to throw out there that this is an interactive show. It's called The Healthy Step Show, and you're listening on Tampa's favorite radio station, WMNF 88.5 FM. And I'm going to make it easy for them to participate. You can give us a call. Irene's waiting for you. She's in the control room, so give a call at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And you can text us at 813-433-0885. And we do have a couple of lucky winners. I've got Greg, who is waiting for us, and also Dave just signed on in. So let's go to Greg this morning. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you all? Hey, Greg, doing great. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Fred. Big, big fan, big listener. Um, I was... Uh, Recently diagnosed with osteoarthritis of the hip, and it's something that's plagued me for some time. And for a long time, I thought it was piriformis, and I could uh, I could stretch it out, make it go away, or whatever. But it got to the point where it was real hard to do that. And so I went through the whole process, and I I have a surgery lined up, but I'm pretty apprehensive about it. And then I came across a um, I'm 51, almost 52, so I'm young. Uh, I mean, I do have a history of in my youth of um, morbid obesity, alcohol abuse, and tobacco abuse. Uh, but I came across a therapy, uh, osteopathic manipulative therapy, and uh, I had a session with a student last week, and I found it pretty helpful, and I scheduled another session with a, actually with a practitioner this afternoon, so I'm going to move forward with that. And then I heard it recently from a friend of mine about terahertz therapy as well. So I was just curious of what your thoughts on those two things are um, in regards to... Because if I can prolong... I, mean, I recognize that hip replacements are, are quite a successful... Uh, procedure and what have you, but I, I've got a long history of surgery, and you know, if I can avoid the knife for years or the rest of my life, I'd be really happy. Yeah, Greg, that's a great question. Um, you're in your fifties, and you have osteoarthritis. The um, uh, radiology? Did they tell you you're bone on bone? What did they tell you? Yeah, it, it's bone on bone. I'm a, I'm a okay. candidate for the. I mean, the surgeon, you know, he took a look, showed me what was going on, and said, you know, basically the nature of this is you you put it off until you can't put it off any longer. And that's your hip, right? Yeah, my right hip. All right. So um, there are um, several layers before you get there. You might want to try. Uh, nutritional support, really good idea. Uh, High-dose fish oil, four grams a day. Um, um, uh, glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate. Um, and then uh, um, actually uh, get, staying hydrated, keeping a lot of water on board. But um, once you've added those things, they, then they take a while to give you support, but they don't actually really, um, you know, cure anything here because you have bone on bone you've eroded away the cartilage so you feel pain because you know it's not comfortable to have bone rubbing on bone it's friction yeah and so um to reduce that friction orthopedic surgeons have a tool called hyaluronic acid yeah it's just not fda approved for the hip yet only the knee so 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, they will still do it. I've actually had people have it injected. Um, if you find an orthopedist who will do it. Approval <clears throat> simply means your insurance will likely pay for it, possibly. <laughs> but uh, not approved uh, doesn't prevent the use. So EDTA calcium or EDTA sodium is not approved from, for um, using it in cardiovascular disease. But it's proven to be effective. But since the cardiologists have a procedure that makes them lots more money, there's been no push to get EDTA sodium IV therapy, chelation therapy approved for cardiac use. Yeah, I have vascular as well, and I've looked at that. Uh, and so in, in, in absence of approval. That, yeah. Yeah. And that's the approval. You have to pay for it cash. And that's the problem. Um, yeah. It should be approved because it's a valid therapy. We can use drugs off label. And that's why we can give chelation therapy in Florida, because Robert Rogers won a suit against the Board of Medicine in 1988 that um, the the Supreme Court of Florida said, you doctors are restricting trade. Every doctor in this nation uses medications off-label, so you can't restrict this doctor from using EDTA off-label to do chelation therapy, whether you want to or not. And so the Board of Medicine got slapped down for their um, uh, restrictive uh, commercial practices. And so um, that's the problem here. Approval is about money, so you'll have to pay cash to get the hyaluronic acid injections into your hip, and you probably find someone who would do it. Yeah, um, I did get a cortisone shot back in in October, and you know I don't want to get another one because I know that they they cause damage in the long run. Uh, well, so you've already got the damage that's going to cause there. What the problem is is that it's not going to help you more than you know a short time because all the, the steroid does is nothing, nothing. But the anesthesia that they put in the joint with it calms the joint down for a week or something, but then it comes back because corticosteroids don't treat bone on bone, but hyaluronic acid does. And so I would try those first before going on to it. But when you're bone on bone, that is when you get the best benefit from having a, a surgery. But I would get physical therapy, osteopathic manipulative therapy, muscle activation techniques, massage therapy, anything you can do to improve your strength and mobility in the area. So when you do have the surgery, you recover faster. Gotcha. All right. Have a great day, man. Thank you, Dr. Good luck Brown. with that. You're welcome, Greg. Well, and we do have David from Sarasota on the line with uh, concern about shingles. Yes. Hi, doc. Hi, Dr. Frank. Um, I was wondering, okay, I, I don't know if I had chicken, chicken pox when I was a kid, but is it safe for me to get the shingles box anyways? And is there a, a test to determine if you had chicken box already? So good, really good question. In fact, uh, my husband just dealt with this question. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, he was going through some um, evaluations, and they 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 asked um, uh, about his um, his chickenpox, and he doesn't remember ever having had chickenpox. Um, but so we sent him for, or actually the doctor he was seeing sent him for um, a, a, a evaluation of that a blood test to see if he's had it, and um, um, apparently um, I believe he has. So he has antibodies. So there's no real need to get a varicella shot if you if uh, and that's that's uh chicken box if you have not had it if the blood test shows negative for antibodies then you want to get actually the chicken pox vaccine not the shingles vaccine because shingles vaccine is for people who have definitely had chicken pox and now want protection from the secondary shingles infection i don't think now it could it could be effective 
but they aren't they aren't approved. I just don't know if it actually will work. So it's better to talk to like the health department or an infectious disease doctor about which one to get in your case and, and maybe see your primary care doctor and get your blood checked to see if you actually have um, antibodies to chickenpox. If you do, then you move on to the shingles vaccine. Okay, great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. And I've had shingles and I can tell you it's no fun. It is no fun, but there are things you can do about that. Great intro to that. I got shingles once. Um, Fortunately, I recognized it because I deal with this all the time. And anybody can recognize shingles. And here's the way you do it, Um, especially if it's in a visible spot. If it's on your back or something, have somebody else look. Um, I noticed pain on the side of my head for about a day, maybe 36 hours. It was a weird sensation, just like a, a dullness, but about... 24 hours in, um, it started getting worse. And then I woke up in the morning and, 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 and uh, uh, combed my hair. And the side of my head was just absolutely on fire. But I didn't see anything there until I looked really closely in the mirror. There was one tiny little red dot in the area where it was painful. And I realized that was going to be a shingles blister. And so I did acupuncture. I did multiple antiviral and anti-inflammatory herbs, increased my fish oil, and actually started on a medication called uh, uh, valacyclovir or Valtrex. And the shingles was gone in 36 hours. And I never got the persistent, consistent pain that comes after shingles. So if you notice a weird pain anywhere on your body that may or may not have a rash, but shows up suddenly and it only goes around one side and it's very tingly, hot, painful, irritating, it's quite likely if you've had chicken pox in the past, you're having shingles now. So that's something you can look for and get it treated early so you can prevent the chronic neuropathic pain, which comes from the shingles. It's very painful and goes on for quite a while in some people. Yes, it certainly did. And that's some sage advice there, doctor. I've got uh, Gary from Clearwater, uh, always a good caller. Jerry from Bradenton, and Michael from Oldsmar. So let's go to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Well, hello, guys, and good morning. Good morning. Um, Years ago, I want to say like 50 years ago, I had radiation in my head from Duke and Paul. Now the doctors are saying it's um, uh, malformation, calcification, uh, malformation. And... um, my arteries, the back of my head, is a picture like a Y. One end of the Y is 95% blocked, and the other artery is 75% blocked. And um, now I'm on a blood thinner, of course. And is there anything to do that I can do to reduce that calcification? Well, uh, good question, Gary. Calcification in arteries usually means you've had old damage there. Inflammation that caused scarring. Calcification is, is kind of a scar in the artery. Um, getting rid of it is hard, but um, doing maximal anti-inflammatory and uh, lowered cholesterol work can help. Um, statin drugs actually are shown to reverse the plaque and better at reversing soft plaque than the calcified plaque, but they still have a benefit. And 
um, chelation therapy, intravenous chelation therapy also has been shown to reduce the risk of having a stroke when you do have hardening of the arteries. But, you know, many years post-radiation, this is chronic scarring, and it's probably pretty stable at this point. But the blood thinner may help you prevent a stroke, and uh, these other interventions may also, fish oil, chelation therapy, um, and uh, uh, antioxidant therapies. And um, when you take fish oil, um, it, does it all come with uh, like a main milligram or a should I get a certain milligram or what? So um, the omega-3 content is listed on the back of the bottle. The front of the bottle is going to tell you the total size. So it'll probably say one gram on the front, but the back is going to tell you the more important information. And many capsules have between 300 and 900 milligrams in the capsule. So some capsules are almost all omega-3s and some are just partially omega-3s. Um, like I've looked at a uh, consumer reports looked at a, a one from Walmart and it said it was very clean, but it was very low dose. There was 180 milligrams in a capsule of a grams. That means to get the dose that you should be getting, you probably have to take about 20 of those in a day because you need about 4,000 milligrams of the omega-3 fatty acids um, to help with the vascular and inflammatory problems. So that would be about four capsules of 900 milligrams that get you to 3,600 milligrams. That's an excellent dose. So look at the back of the bottle. Look for high dose omegas, not 180 milligrams, but more closer to uh, 900. If you can get one that's 600, that's excellent. You only need to take um, five of those to get to 3,000. And 3,000 is still a pretty damn good dose. What do you say? What do you say? Um, you you think some of them? Um, what do you mean, like one or two a day, or what? When you look at the bottle, you look at the back, and if it says, say, five hundred milligrams of omega three, five hundred goes into four thousand eight times. So that means four capsules in the morning and four capsules in the evening. Okay. You have to do a calculation because you don't know the dose on the bottle. Okay, and um, thank you, and have a nice day. You too, Gary. Bye. And thank you again, Gary. Um, I do have Jerry on the line with a uh, gout treatment question, and then, as I said, Michael, and now a new caller, Jan. Let's go to Jerry. Good Wonderful. morning. Hi, Jerry. Hello, uh, hello Dr. Harvey. Um, thanks for taking my call. Yes, I had um, a gout flare-up last week. Um, I have had a kid, my right kidney removed about a little over a year and a half ago. And I know it's probably having a little bit more trouble with one kidney trying to fill out the uh, uratic acid. And I was just wondering what uh, what I could do when I get a gout flare-up or what can I do to, to prevent a gout flare-up. Very good, very good. Um, gout is a complex illness, and gout um, actually is extremely important in many degenerative diseases. Um, <clears throat> a uric acid level above 5.5 for a male, above 4.5 for a female is toxic. It causes vascular damage and it can actually result in having a heart attack, a stroke, push on cancer, all kinds of things. One of the biggest things that pushes on the uric acid production is fructose intake, fructose, fruit sugar. Um, so drinking fruit juices and eating lots of fruit is a bad thing, or also simply adding more sugar too uh, is a bad thing. The principal um, um, 
meats that will produce more gout are ones that contain high purines. And you can find that in a nice piece of prime rib or in um, shellfish crustaceans. They're very highly concentrated. So you can induce a gout attack with those things. So you want to avoid those. A major thing to keep gout down is to drink lots of water. And so get at least a half an ounce per pound of body weight per day, if not more, especially if you are um, sweating in hot Florida. Um, and then to treat it, the first thing when a gout attack occurs, you need to have some colchicine on hand if there's no contraindication in your medic, uh, medical history. Colchicine has been used since the ancient Egyptians discovered the cro cro crocus plant could actually have these benefits. Um, and colchicine is a naturally derived chemical from the crocus plant, and it is really amazing. I had gout once. It took the attack away in about three hours. And it didn't come back. So okay. um, first medication is colchicine to stop an attack. Then you have to find out why you have high uric acid levels. What, is it your diet or is it simply because you have one kidney and you're actually junking that up with some toxins? Because one kidney should be able to filter enough so you don't have gout. So you got to look at your lifestyle. And I would recommend you look at my colleague, uh, David Perlmutter. P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. -T -T -E he wrote a book just this past year called um, Drop Acid. And he kind of made a little uh, 60s um, innuendo there. But in actuality, we're talking about dropping uric acid. Brilliant book, gives you diet tips, and gives you all the reasons why this is so important to do. Okay. Well, it sounds very good. I appreciate your information. And uh, I will kind take up all your advice that you uh, just gave me. And this is the first gout attack I had. And I... The kidney was taken out every year and a half ago, so it's the first attack I've had. I just want to make sure that I can do everything I can to kind of prevent any future attacks yep. if I can. I think you can do it. Okay, I think I will do it. Thank you so Wonderful. much, Doctor. You're so welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and waiting patiently in the wings is Michael. He's got a um, little bit of arthritis in the shoulders. Good morning to you there, Michael. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. Hi. For taking the call. I'm 78 so, years old. And it's more than a little, <clears throat> more than a little arthritis. I have severe arthritis in both shoulders, and the orthopedic surgeon tells me that I need uh, shoulder replacement surgery, which I don't want to do. Uh, what do you think about stem cell therapy, and does it regrow cartilage? I think we're at the um, beginning of uh, understanding stem cell therapy. I think some of it is effective, uh, and I've seen good articles on it. Um, I don't know in your situation whether it would be. I have seen people invest a lot of money in therapies like that and then have nothing actually come out of it. Um, and so, um, but I have also seen one or two people who have had help However, it's an ongoing process and they need to keep going back and, you know, annually spending six, eight, ten thousand $10,000 on stem cell injections to keep the process going. Um, so shoulder replacement surgery is something that um, is complex and I have um, seen some success and some failure. The failures in people who were really of um, uh, in, in bad shape. Um, the, the, the worst case was a woman who weighed about 
380 pounds and was in a wheelchair and she used her shoulders for much of her support. So they really took a lot of abuse. Um, so if you've not yet tried physical therapy, massage therapy, osteopathic uh, manipulation and other uh, muscle activation technique, all these things might help you get better range of motion without having to do the surgery. But if all the range of motion is extremely painful, it may be time for surgery because once you're at that point, as the previous caller said with osteoarthritis, when it's so bad that you can't function, then you need to get surgery if you've tried everything else. Yeah, well, I'm not there yet, but I'm approaching. I can see it. Yes. <laughs> I so, need, you know, I need help putting my uh, shirts on and off, my jackets on and off, stuff like that. I, I can't. Yes. can't reach around behind my back. And that's when it starts to become a problem and you have to consider the surgery. But if you've not tried um, uh, physical therapy, deep tissue uh, massage and muscle activation techniques, those things could be useful. And osteopathic manipulation, too. I think they're all highly effective and chiropractic manipulation. You said osteopathic manipulation? Yeah, you, 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 DO, doc, doctor's osteopathy. Most of them don't do their principal modality any longer, the osteopathic manipulative therapy. Uh, you can only find a few of them around. Most of them do standard pill form medicine and don't do osteopathy any longer. Right, right. All right, well, thank you for your information. Have a nice day. You're welcome, Jerry. Oh, Michael, sorry. Yeah, okay, bye. Well, people are calling you Frank, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just Radio here, and we do appreciate all of our callers and our listeners. And going to also say the emailers that haven't been sending in their emails yet. That's We're unusual. Down to about the last half hour of the show. So I want to remind folks that you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And it is the Ask Me Anything show, so it's really up to you. We want you to participate. Give us a call at 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or do start sending those emails to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And I've got Jan waiting in the wings here. Good morning to you, Jan. Good morning. Hi, Jan. Hi. Thank you very much, Dr. Harvey. Again, I'm kind of a regular anymore, it seems like. Um <laughs> uh, my friend has uh, had a very significant car accident and has two herniated discs and uh, has been chiropractic and massage and, excuse me, uh, and then two weeks ago got an epidural steroid injection, which helped for about 24 hours, but it, it didn't last. And so we're, we're looking for options here on how to help with a herniated disc without going into surgery on the spine. It's the neck, his neck. Yes. So um, injuries, car wrecks. There's no such thing as an accident, by the way. Uh, all things occur with causality. Um, accident should never be used in the public vernacular because it doesn't have any meaning. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting that we've used it for a long time. <clears throat> but um, the British Medical Journal in The Lancet, two major publications, will not allow that word to be utilized anywhere in their publications. <clears throat> My understanding, the Florida Highway Patrol has stopped calling them accidents and now they're incident reports. Hmm. Huh. Col collision reports, this, that's a good one too. But, so this was an so. I-75 dummy who lost control of his car and 
Yes. So something something to consider when you're traveling or you have an injury, a a major trauma like this um, is the mental, emotional, spiritual state of the individual actually having the event. Things can happen during the event um, when a person is in severe pain and shock and things can be said by paramedics and by other people that could leave an imprint that leaves the person feeling like they're permanently damaged. If they have a a bad emotional day, they might store the bad emotions in the area where the trauma occurred. So before doing any kind of surgery for something that could be an energetic issue, um, it's time to look into other therapies like craniosacral therapy. Craniosacral therapy is an offshoot of osteopathy, and its purpose is to help the body to transform emotional injury trauma and remove it from the tissues that are holding that memory. Okay. All right. So if someone gets frightened that they're going to die during a car wreck, that fear may be stuck there. Craniosacral therapy helps to move that out of there. Um, Also, talk therapy can help. Talking with someone about the fears that are associated with it. And acupuncture can help move energy like that, too. This may not be a physical problem. And um, I have had numerous degenerative disc issues, but I fix those by doing this kind of work, looking at why I'm actually experiencing pain in that area right now. If the injury happened a while ago, what's what's happening there? What's going on with my posture? Why am I holding into this? And I look at my breathing because breathing is when you when you have pain, sometimes you breathe faster, sometimes you stop breathing and you might hold some of that pain in your breath. So there's so many layers that could be actually explored here. Um, Somatic trauma is really important. And there's a lot of resources online about somatization and persistence of trauma pain. Um, If there's no neurologic deficit, from these injuries, I can guarantee you that surgery is not the appropriate course. And I can even tell you from my personal experience that having had a neurologic deficit from my disc injury um, when I was 33 and refusing to do surgery and healing it without, I have full function in my leg. I do not believe I would have full function in my back and leg had I allowed them to do disc surgery when I was 33. Uh-huh. So okay. look into other modalities, explore these other things to help your friend. Okay. And who does, do you, I mean, cranial sacral, I can probably find somebody in Tampa that does that. Yes. C-R-A-N-I-O-S-A-C-R-A-L, craniosacral. You'll find lots of them. All, many massage therapists are trained in this. And there's also okay. a school of craniosacral therapy over in, um, Boca, um, West Palm, somewhere uh, in that area on the East Coast. That's where it all started, in fact. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's been to a lot of car or acupuncture appointments, but he's still okay. suffering with the Yeah, I would, I would look into craniosacral. It's very powerful. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Dan. Let's move along. I've got uh, Susan on the line. And I'm going to give out the number and email address one more time. We are starting to get a trickle of emails. But remind folks, you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa. And 
Irene is taking calls at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning there to you, Susan. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking Hi, my call once again. Um, You're welcome. It has um, been indicated I have osteoporosis, and I believe after asking that question on your show, it was indicated I needed to have more protein in my diet. So I have been more conscientious of that. I did add a, um, a powdered drink in the morning, and I have added to it a fermented organic vegan um, protein. And I'm wondering uh, two things. Is that a better source of protein, or is, would, it, would I be better if I took the um, organ meats that are powdered in capsule form. Mm -hmm. And also I've noticed that um, I have been putting on some weight, which is um, I I am pretty consistently um, on the thinner side. But I wondered if that was because of the... um, uh, the proteins that are vegan source, which are peas and some rice and some other sources of uh, proteins in the um, powdered drink. The sources of protein for me are, are fairly equivalent as long as you're getting the amino acids you need. Um, the the uh, issues occur when you're doing a... a, a um, uh, a vegetable protein, you may be getting lectins, you may be getting um, uh, less of some of the amino acids that you need. Um, the, uh, but I think the uh, the biggest issue there is can you tolerate the vegetable protein, like soy protein might induce a gout attack. And so you have to consider the balance. Uh, I do believe that organ meat is a fantastic uh, thing um, to add to your diet. And um, the capsules are fine. There's also a really interesting food called Pluck. I met the creator at a conference, P-L-U-C-K, Eat pluck.com is his website and it's just this delicious powder that there's a general seasonal seasoning salt called all purpose they have a garlic one just plain organ meat blend called pure a spicy one they're delicious you sprinkle it on a a, a, an already cooked meal or use it inside it's just a great way to add some more nutrients um but um so adding uh, uh uh protein uh, to get to that level you need to support your bones. As far as I'm concerned, if you're tolerating it, you're you're feeling good on it, it's the right protein. If you're not, change protein. Okay. Well, I um, I was evaluating it, and I was just thinking, well, do I really feel good on this? Or um, I, I just don't know where the, the, um, the added weight um, is coming from. And I think I was told at one time that my body does better um, with not with with not any grains or yeah with, with not any grains and uh, well, gra- grain is another lectin container that can also uh, ir- irritate uh, uh, your systems and and possibly if it's causing enough inflammation promote some osteoporosis but <clears throat> if you're gaining weight on this diet are you gaining fat or are you gaining muscle because if you're eating more protein you might be putting on lean mass which weighs more than fat. I don't know. <laughs> so time to get a body composition analysis and figure out where you're going here. Cause this may be the appropriate weight to put on. And, and I wouldn't worry about weight versus actually muscle versus right. fat. Right. 
Right. Oh, so where where might I get a body composition compensation? And well, you can buy you can buy a, a a bathroom scale that actually does it for you, or you could go to uh, most gyms have those devices. Um, check around. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you. I have my homework to do. <laughs> there you go. All I right, like to get homework. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Homework never hurts anybody. At least that's what my parents kept telling me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, I've got no callers here, so I'll give you a second to glean on over the emails there, and I'll tell people to give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa. What have you got there, Dr. Harvey? Belinda asks us, is colitis a loss of mucus lining of the gut? Not exactly. Colitis is actually inflammation in the gut. And colitis starts actually in the um, lymphoid patches that are deep to the mucus lining. And so the lymphoid patches get overactive and get really upset. And eventually they get so upset that they split the lining of the gut like chapped lips. So you're colon gets like chapped inside. So there's big spaces in there where you have what's called a crypt abscess. And a crypt abscess is just a, a, a big canyon on the wall of your gut that's open and oozing pus. Not a good picture. That's colitis. And yes, there's so much that can be done to reverse and heal it. And it starts with looking at your microbiome on a test, which gastroenterology doesn't do because their tool is to use immunosuppression to uh, block the normal processes of the body. You have to remember, colitis comes from a normal process of the body that runs amok. It runs amok because we torture our bodies with poison like gluten and uh, pasteurized dairy. In ulcerative colitis, avoiding uh, uh, pasture or any dairy, dairy fat specifically, can really reduce the chances of you having a flare in colitis. So we need to think about a lot of different things, um, even fish oil, addition, nine grams of, uh, of omega acids a day has been shown to actually reverse colitis, put ulcerative colitis into remission. So there's a lot of different approaches, but um, you need to find a good functional medicine doctor to help you because your gastroenterologist is not going to look at your stool, not going to talk about your diet, and only do colonoscopies and put you on uh, immune suppressive medications. That is the standard model in Western illness care. Randy asks, is it necessary for a doctor to prescribe a blood work to check uric acid levels? Um, it is if you want reimbursement, but it's not if you go to a, a lab like any lab test now, and any lab test now does all kinds of testing, and um, um, you can just pay cash for it. You will pay cash. There's going to be no insurance reimbursement because the doctor's signature is required to get the insurance company involved. Peter asks us, apparently there's something in Tea, apples, blueberries, and some nuts that can soften our arteries, making them more pliable and allowing easier blood flow for preventing strokes and heart attacks. Well, tea has this great antioxidant called epigallocatechin gallate, and that is really good at helping our vascular system and our anti-cancer system. Apples have um, pectins and flavonoids and flavanols. Blueberries have anthocyanins. Anthocyanins, these black-blue pigments, are perfect for helping the brain and the vascular system. And walnuts have omega-3 fatty acids. So all kinds of good ways to support yourself with food when you're looking to be healthier. 
I think we have callers. Oh, we've got an all-star lineup. I've got Len, Roberto, and Ann. So let's go to Len. Good morning to you, Len. Good morning, Dr. Harvey and Bill. I have another question about osteoporosis. I've listened to the show. I take fish oil and calcium and vitamin D and everything I can do because I've been on a hormone suppressor for breast cancer for four years. And Mm. one of the uh, problems with that is you have bone thinning. Um, So I have a negative 0.275 osteoporosis in my left hip and my... um, Bone doctors suggest an annual infusion, but in researching that, I found out that it interferes with dental healing and also messes with your esophagus. And as with most uh, drugs, you're going to have other problems crop up. I can't get another DEXA scan for two years, so you don't want one. I, good, good. I don't want one. No, but but has has your has your doctor actually looked at your? Uh, N-telopeptide and your C-telopeptide and your PINP uh, pro-collagen and terminal peptide. Have you have they looked at those? You know, I had listened to you mention that, and I brought those up for when I had my last visit with her. And I don't know because the subsequent test was uh, discussed over telemedicine, and I didn't. I don't remember if I brought those up again. But what I wanted to ask you about is the uh, vibration healing that I've been uh, learning about. I know cats purring have caused uh, increases in bone density. And I have been aware of, of uh, therapy where you actually stand on a vibrating platform that vibrates yes. at the correct frequency. But yes. I, I haven't done that, but I have a massage chair which vibrates. And no, you have to actually that. be weight, you have to be weight bearing to have this be effective. And um, so a suggestion, you run on over to any lab test now or any lab place that will do labs for you and you order yourself an N-T-E-L-O-P-E-P-T-I-D-E. P-I-P, okay. Yeah, so N-Telopeptide. And then you also order a C-Telopeptide. And you also order a P-I-N-P pro-collagen N-Terminal peptide. These look at your actual bone metabolism. So if you do that, and then you get on your vibrational plate, and you do need a Juvent or any of those similar plates where you stand to do it, and you probably want to do some squats while you're doing it, because that will double the effect. And then um, you will do your those tests before, and after a month or two on the therapy, and see what the changes are in your bone health, because those numbers, which all doctors should be doing but don't because they are not doing their jobs, those will actually give us a way of tracking you in between the every two-year DEXA scan Mm -hmm. because this gives us physiology. The DEXA scan just tells us an endpoint. It's useless when we're looking at are we making an impact today? All the drug companies use these tests to find out if their drugs are working. So the annual infusion of a bisphosphonate does not play around with your esophagus. That's only if you take it orally. It has been quite effective. It may interfere with dental healing. So if you have bad uh, dental health, get that done first. Um, but in the meantime, um, a, the real foundational thing, you told me a lot of information, but you didn't tell me that you're getting at least a half, uh, uh, half of your body weight in protein grams a day. Well, I did fill out the sheet for my bone doctor, and she said, yes, I am getting, I think it's 1,300, is it grams or milligrams of calcium? No, that's... 
No, calcium has nothing to do with what I'm asking you. Okay. Well, protein, protein intake is critical. Are you getting half your body weight in protein grams per day? So if you weigh 150, are you getting 75 grams of protein in your diet daily? Probably not because I'm a vegetarian. Oh, well, there you go. Vegetarians are my hardest patients to get over osteoporosis because they won't eat protein. Okay. All right. And then if I find out I'm still low, you would say that the infusion is recommended? What I would say is that you need to do all these other things first, and mm -hmm. then you find out if you want the infusion. Because if you're not getting adequate protein, what's the point of getting an infusion that's going to put calcium in your bones and make them brittle and crack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You've got to get that. the protein in there. Protein first. Protein, protein, protein. So if you're vegetarian, get a nutritionist and have a calorie count done. Because if you're not getting your macros in protein, then you're not going to heal your bones ever, no matter what you do. I mean, they would like to, you to think that you're never going to go back to how it should be and could be. You never are going to go back to where it was, ever. Right. You can go forward into a better place, and the only way you can do that is by paying attention. You need a dietitian to guide your diet. Okay. Well, I will research that component and do my best and then get these tests done to see where I really stand. So I appreciate all the information. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. All right. It looks like we're winding on down to about the last five minutes of the show. I've got Roberto on the line. Good morning, Roberto. Uh, hello. Hey, Roberto. How you doing? Very well. Uh, I'm having uh, difficulties um, with uh, uh, containing uh, alcohol consumption. So uh, my doctor gave me a prescription for naltrexone. And it and it says on the the bottle it will make you dizzy and it certainly does when you take it you feel you know a little wobbly, uh, but it doesn't seem to be uh, effective. So yeah. I mean, in the, yeah. in the past I have uh, stopped uh, drinking uh, through I would say mental. Uh, uh, yes, that that is that is where you have to go because it's the only way to control it. So how, are yeah. you going to AA meetings? No, I mean, what if you were an atheist alcoholic? I mean, uh, so go to AA meetings and get the support. Are, there is. What, what, how are you going to pick a higher power if you don't believe in, uh, you know, there's some higher. There, there's power. a higher power inside of you. That's what helped you quit last time. Go to the higher power in you. That's where the higher power is. This whole fallacy of God being somewhere outside your body, sitting on the throne in some weird place. Ah, what a joke. God is inside you. You are the higher power. You just have to access it. You have the power to change. That's the power that AA is asking you to talk to, your own higher self, the one that controls your goodness. You don't have to well, believe in some white-bearded dude. Like the self-conscious, you know, your, your consciousness. You know, your, yeah, your, your consciousness, body. yes. The other part of your body that uh, talks to you, maybe when you're sleeping or what have you, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's you. That's your higher power. Jesus told us all that God's inside, and we can all do what he does and more, as long as we pay attention to the God within. It's called I am. The I am power is your empowerment. You don't need to look outside your body. That's the whole lie about the, the religions that are currently dominating our consciousness. God isn't outside of you. He's not going to judge you unless you judge yourself. She isn't going to bother you unless you bother yourself. She's, he's inside. That's yeah. God. 
You're the co-creator of your own universe, so co-create it. Take charge. Is there something stronger than naltrexone? Yes, there is. Your mind, your spirit is stronger than any force on the planet. It moves mountains with faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Your naltrexone pill is bigger than a mustard seed, so your faith is stronger than a mustard seed, than a pill. Yeah, I mean... That's why AA works without medication. Faith. Faith is what drives our world. So good luck, man, because you you need faith to do this. Okay, point taken. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Well, and at that, I just got an email here that says, tell the guy on the phone that AA has lots of atheists and agnostic groups. Yes, so true. Um, because it really doesn't matter because you are your own God. You're the one that makes the choices. You create your own universe. No matter what they tell you in religion, it's you. You're it. You're the only choice. Where else do you have to turn to but inside when you're in trouble? You can ask a friend, but they don't always give you the right advice. You inside is what's got to give you the advice. You got to trust in you because it's you that's going to grow from this experience. So true there. And we are coming down to the very end here. So do you want to Knock on off another email or tell me what you've got for us next week. Well, let's see. There's a, here's, I think, an easy one. I've been on Daily Warfarin for four years. I must go to Coumadin Clinic every six weeks to check my INR. What's my opinion on a monitoring with a home device? I think it's highly effective and it's available. Insurance, I think, covers many of them. And, um, and in fact, there was a study that was done in China where they did people on a uh, low-dose um, warfarin um, and never had them check levels. And there was less complication with that than trying to keep the level higher. It was a very interesting study. And they actually got good clinical effect, too. So, in any event, um, Western medicine pretends to have all the answers and it's coming up with some new ones but it often goes down rabbit holes and we'll talk more about rabbit holes next time as i glean the news for some interesting oh what could go wrong stories and i take your questions my friends because i love answering your questions and i think uh this is really fun well and thank you dr harvey and thanks to all of our callers and email senders and even our listeners on out there I want to say you are the greatest. So until next Monday, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Harvey and all of our listeners. Take care. Stay healthy. Y'all are the greatest. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming right on up is 5 Minutes of NPR News and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. And until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.